0: As we move into God's Word today, you know, today is week 8 of a sermon series that we've been calling Elijah. From the life of Elijah. First Kings chapter 17, 18, 19 talks about the life of Elijah. And I kind of mentioned it on the the first Sunday that I was preaching here, that the New Testament talks to us about, now Elijah was a man with a nature just like Ours, that's what New Testament says. Now Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. You know, the seasons of depression, the season and the thoughts of suicide and the the thoughts of giving up and running away and I can't do this anymore. And these are all normal thoughts that come into our mind as well. And that's why New Testament calls and mentions that now Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. He had weaknesses. He ran away. But good news, even in the midst of all of that, God uses man to do only God things that Elijah could do. And I'm declaring here, and I believe in my under my voice, there are people here, you have a calling like Elijah. And God will use your voice. God will use your influence. God will use your writings. God will use your social media posts to bring down the walls of Jericho, to Bring down every idol that possibly has stood against the work of his kingdom. Praise the Lord. God will use your influence. Do you believe that today? He will use you, brother. It doesn't matter who said what about you. If God has said something, that's the final word. We don't go with the word that people have given. We go with the word what God has given. If he has called me saved, if he has called me anointed, if he has called me into a work that he has anointed me to do, no matter who shall ever come against, I can do what God has called me to do. Praise the Lord. So today, all I want to do is I'm commissioning my church. I am commissioning Zion Church and every member seated here. Praise the Lord! I'm commissioning you to do the work God has called you to do. Can I declare only you can do what He has asked you to do? No other replacements in God's kingdom. But today I want to take your attention towards First Kings chapter eighteen, verse forty-one to forty-six. First Kings chapter eighteen, verse forty-one. 46. And some of you who were here last Sunday, you may ask, Pastor, uh, didn't we cross chapter 18 and moved into chapter 19 already? We did. And today, I wanted to actually speak about how Elijah anointed Elisha for a greater work that Elisha did through the anointing of God. Elijah, you know, it's recorded around 16 miracles that happened through the life of Elijah. And through the life and ministry of Elisha, it just doubled because of the double anointing he received. And there's almost 32 plus miracles that Elisha accomplished during his lifetime. But I want, to, I want to preach about the anointing, the mantle that has fallen on Elisha. I want to preach on that. But today, yesterday, as I was meditating, and I had my notes and everything, as I was meditating, the Lord said, no, 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 I want you to go back to 1 Kings chapter 18 because I want to talk to some people today. So if you are here seating, you are here seated or sitting here by accident, you might think that I just came because somebody invited me. But can I tell you, the Holy Spirit brought you here. There is a word that the Spirit of God wants to talk to you. And I want to declare my sermon for today that the Lord has given me is I see the cloud. I see the cloud. I want to declare I see the cloud. And yesterday, I woke up, uh, I went to work and, uh, you know, doing life with my family. It was sunny Saturday morning, right? It was sunny Saturday morning and I loved it. But as soon as, you know, I was then came back and I was meditating on the scripture. I don't know from where the, the clouds showed up. I don't know from where it started thundering. And I'm like, God, are you sure? Well, I've heard you speak, but this is like quite dramatic here that as I'm reading this, the cloud just showed up. As I'm reading, it's just thundering and it started pouring and I'm like, wow, you really want me to speak this message to my church today? And you know how Texas is, it's bipolar. Like you wake up with sunny day and then within two hours, it changes. Messed up, right? We don't plan for a day like that. But here in the story of Elijah, from 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to 46, it talks to us about the ministry of Elijah and through Elijah's ministry, how God shoved the heavens. Now through the ministry of Elijah, how is opening up the heavens for an abundance of rain. Let's read verse 41. It says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is a sound of a, what's the word? Heavy Rain, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. Verse 46. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. That's some weird yoga pushes that he is doing, but he is praying. Okay? So Ahab went off to eat and drink. Elijah, on the other hand, climbed up the Mount Carmel and bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees. Verse 43, Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, verse 45, meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, the heavy rain started uh, to pour. And Ahab rode off to jerusalem Verse 46, the power of the Lord came on Elijah and tucking his clock, Into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. I want to take your attention towards the scripture here. And I believe it's going to be a prophetic word into some pathetic lives. I don't know what and where, but there is people in this room, you are um, being healed of a weak eyesight in the name of Jesus. Like your vision has been blurred. God has called you to do certain things, but of late your vision has been blurred. You're unable to grasp all your thoughts together to do what God has asked you to do. And that is where today's word, I want to encourage each individual that God is about to show you things that were actually hidden in the past. In the story of Elijah, we look into this entire portion of First Kings where it mentions to us He looked at Ahab and he said, you know what? Go and drink. God is about to do it. But listen, the only reason why Elijah could mention that was because he heard from from God. Say it after me. He heard from God. Praise the Lord. He heard from God. What did Elijah hear? Elijah heard from God the sound of a heavy rain. Sometimes, even before we see it in the natural realm, God will oftentimes make us hear as we are connected to Him. His servant did not hear that. Ahab could not hear it. People in Israel could not hear it. But Elijah could hear the sound of a mighty rain coming. The reason is simply because he was connected to God. And I want to mention this out quick here, that as long as we are connected to God, we will hear God things in our life pertaining to the future of our surrounding, our ministry, business, our education. God will talk to you if you are ready to talk to Him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In scriptures we see, I love it how in, in the book of Psalms and First Samuel talks to us about her, God was with David. God was with David. If you look into that account, now when I'm asking God, why were you with David? In all of those scriptures you see, I was with David because David was with me. Are you with me, church? David was with God and that's why God was with David. Elijah could hear what others could not. Why? Because Elijah walked with God. Am I asking my church today, are you walking with God? Do you have a inner push within yourself that you say, God, I don't care what the world, I don't care what the culture would say, but I just want to walk with you, God. I just want to walk in your promises, God. I want to hear the sound of, of rain. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Even in the midst of chaos and confusion and drought, only Elijah could hear the sound of rain. The sound of rain. I want to real quick bring your attention to us three simple things that I pointed out that I want to bring your attention to. Uh, 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 number one is invisibility, a season of invisibility, a season of invisibility that you believe. Now, faith is the assurance of the things hoped for. I haven't yet seen it, but I'm hoping God can do it. Are you with me, church? I haven't seen it yet. But I am believing God is about to do the supernatural. How many of you would say here, Pastor, this season I am just faithing it. Not faking it, I am faithing it. My job, it doesn't make sense, but God, Pastor, I'm going to have a double faith this season. My education doesn't make sense, but I'm going to just blindly believe God is about to do the impossible. Listen, faith is the art of seeing what is invisible to the others. Praise the Lord. You don't have to explain to anybody. If you believe in God for a thing, it is between you and God. Faith is the art. It's the doing, is the practice of seeing what others can't see. Now, let's look into your own community. What are those things that you see and the others have not even understood it? Oh, I'm talking to some families today. That business, that education, that ministry that is has birthed in your soul. And God says, I want you to do it. That is your area of ministry. This is the children that I have given you and you will raise up a kingdom, family in a derailing culture. You can do it. God, I believe will happen to me. Faith is the art of seeing the invisible what are the things that you see in your surrounding right now when you believe? God, I don't think it will happen. Can I tell you? Change your words. I believe it's going to happen because I'm not going to fake it. I am faithing it right now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe this is the season of a next level that we are going to get into. Oh, I am tired of all the old circles we've been in. But I am here to declare souls will come and see Jesus. I am prophesying into the empty auditoriums. Praise the Lord. Only God can do it. Elijah, you don't have to explain it to anybody. Brothers, you don't have to explain it to anybody. The time that you spend with God, He will communicate His revelations into your surroundings. And everything changes. The moment we invite the presence of God in our circle, you know what people tell me, Pastor. I'm going through the sickness. I'm going through this tough trouble. Everywhere I go, I have a trouble. Brother, sister, take Jesus into your trouble. Take Jesus into your situation. Everything has to change when Jesus walks into the room. Hallelujah. Elijah hears the word. Elijah hears the word. I'm about to send rain, a sound of a mighty rain. While I was meditating in my room yesterday, it was whole day was packed up with different events. But the, that, the time that I was spending with God. And late night I came, we were visiting another family and praying and we came back and I spent some more time in praying. God says, Justin, I want you to tell my church, I am sending rain. I am sending rain. I am sending rain within this church. I'm making a prophecy right now. Each individual seated here, your influence will be doubled in the next couple of months. Your reach will be doubled. God wants to do through you. Your business will be doubled. Your education will be blessed. Anything that seemed like I was stuck in a season of failure, I declare that chain is about to come down in the name of Jesus. I'm no longer going to fake it. I am failing it. I don't have to explain it to anybody. I know my God has said it and if God has said it, He will make it happen. Hallelujah. If God has said it, that's the final word. I don't care what anybody else says. If God has said it, brother, it's the final word. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can you shout with me? I'm ready for the rain. I'm ready for the rain. Oh, Praise the Lord. First season is the season of invisibility. You hear it. Elijah told his servant, can you go, can you do me a favor? Like just go to the sea. I hear rain. The mo- you, you, don't, you don't see the clouds just rolling up. There is something that happens to the cloud in a season where the water vapor or whatever, you know, we, I started doing my science classes, condensation, whatever. You know, it lives from the science. I didn't do very well in the science class. So that's why I'm a pastor now, you know. It rises up from the sea. It rises up from the sea. The invisible state. Elijah is hearing the sound of a rain But even before that happened, there's something that is rising up from the sea, forming up the cloud. And the clouds roll in. Elijah asked his servant, you know what? Go and see. Go and see. Look at the ocean. Look at the ocean. I want you to see something. Is there is there any sign of rain? Because I heard it. I heard it. But I want you to see and help me understand. Do you see something rising up? servant went the first time. Like most volunteers, he was fired up. Well, Elijah said this. You know what? He is the rainmaker. He shoved the heavens and I'm fired up. The volunteers, all our volunteers, the first time we get to do something, they're fired up. Pastor, let's do this. Oh, I am all ready for it. He went. He looked at the ocean. He he looked at every corner. (laughs) He comes back and Elijah, I didn't see it this time. There's nothing that is happening. And guess what Elijah is doing this time? Sitting up on the mountaintop. Listen, there are certain things you'll find out only in the mountaintop. Leaders, I'm talking to leaders. There's certain seasons in our life, God wants us to be on a mountaintop. Where we are away from all the normal distractions in the valley. And God oftentimes calls His people to spend time on the mountaintop so that He can talk to them. Elijah is hearing, but in the valley, the servant is unable to see it. He was the second time, he comes back. He goes the second time, he comes back. <laughs> can I have Matthews come here? Matthews putting Matthews on the spot. He was drinking water. And he's like, Pastor, please don't call me. Like, I'm going to call you. I'm Elijah. Sitting on the mountaintop. Can you all focus the camera here? If I sit down, is that okay? And Elijah says, I'm not going to do that yoga position, but you know. Elijah says, go look. And you have to run behind, okay? Go look. Oh, this is going to be fun today. Well, I'm... He's working out. Jerry, he's working out. Yes, he's getting his calories burned today. Matthews, come back. Come back. Come back. And Elijah comes. And, and the servant comes back. And the servant comes back and tells Elijah, I went that far. I don't. Did you see anything? I don't see anything. And Elijah says, go again. Go again. Well, welcome to Zion Church. We make life easy here. Some people who don't work out, we make them work out here. Matthews, come back, boy. Come back. He comes the second time. Matthews already knows the story. Pastor, are you going to make me run seven times? Are you real? Are you going to make me do that? No. It comes the second time. He comes the third time. And I love, I want to read that scripture here. Matthew, stay here. The scripture talks to us about verse 43. If you can put it on the screen, verse 43. It says, go and look towards the sea. He told his servant. He went up and looked. The servant came back and said, there is nothing there. There is nothing. He's angry right now. After working so hard and you, you know, he's like, you, you know, you get a point where you are hangry, you are hungry, and you are angry. I'll treat you this afternoon. Elijah, the servant comes to me, he's saying, there is nothing. Guess what, brothers and sisters? What God needs from your life is your nothing. If you had everything, you didn't need God at all. In the world in the beginning God looked at the world that was void and empty a world that was nothing. He spoke his word into that and he said I am about to create and your nothing is what God needs. you're nothing brother I don't know where you are sisters I don't know where you are. if you say God I have nothing good news your nothing is what God needs today. all if you could do is God I have I don't have anything but I know you can still work you know that's what happens volunteers that's what happens. leaders that's what happens when we do the two times and three times and four times we get tired Lord are you sure is this gonna work out is this gonna happen Sometimes you have to walk around the walls of Jericho for seven times for it to crack and God to deliver. Sometimes you have to dip in the Jordan for seven times for your leprosy to be cured. Sometimes you have to run the seven times to see what seemed to be invisible, to be seen in your natural realm. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. I love you. Can we actually put our hands together for him? You know, there's going to be that season in our life. There's going to be that season in our life. And we have to do what God has asked us to do without complaining. Praise the Lord. Brother John, we started the Frisco Church. It doesn't matter. First Sunday, nobody comes. It's okay. It's okay. I always tell my church, when we started the church, you know, I we started with nobody. And we put chairs and we said, Holy Spirit and the angels are occupying these chairs. When we put those 50 chairs or 75 chairs, I declare every Sunday at Frisco, the Holy Spirit has taken over. The angels have already seated there. But into that void and nothing and empty, we will call it out the God of harvest to send forth the reign of miracles, the reign of abundance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, your work will be honored by God. Your step of faith is honored by God. Don't complain. Oh Lord, I worked so hard. I walked around so hard. No, it is the seventh time that the sowing came back to say, you know what? I see something now. I see something. That's the second stage that I want to mention. The second stage that I want to mention today is the stage of insignificance. Oh, I walked, Lord. I prayed, Lord. But I don't see the way I was planning on seeing this deliverance. I fasted for five days, but I don't see a breakthrough. The Holy Spirit is revealing that a family, you've been married and for a season, God says He's blessing your womb. God is blessing that right now. I prophesy that. You've been in that season, but God says, I'm about to bless your womb. This is your miracle Sunday today. A season of insignificance. The servant came back and he said, Let's, let me read that. He came back and he said, um, uh, 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 verse, verse, verse 44, the seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Very small. Very small. Lord, I have a boy with five loaves and two fish. Very small. Doesn't make sense. Very insignificant. Lord, I just have a rod in my hand. I just have a staff in my hand. Lord, I just have um, five stones. That's it. I have nothing much. Lord, I just have a little bit of oil and a little bit of flour. Nothing more. Lord, I just have a little bit of, you know, earthen vessels. That's it. I don't have much. But can I declare, what you need is all you have right now. And with what you have given to the hands of God will be multiplied. Pastor, I just have $10. I'm going to minister. It's okay. Your $10 will be multiplied. Pastor, I just have $100,000 and we are planning on building a new sanctuary. Your $100,000 will be blessed by the Almighty God. We believe in a God of supernatural wonders. What we have is all we ever needed. And when we give into the hands of our maker, he says, I'm about to bless that. I'm about to bless that. You all only have five loaves and two fish. Oh boy, if you eat by yourself, you can fill only your stomach. But if you give to the hands of the maker, it will flood over here. It will fill the thirst and the hunger of thousands. I am about to speak into some life. Your influence, the words that you have, the anointing that you carry is about to break some strongholds in the name of Jesus. What you have is all you needed, And that will be blessed by God. A season of insignificance. And sometimes I come across people, they say, Pastor, I don't have everything. I don't think I can do it. I I, I don't look good. You know, we come to a position where we state that, you know, I'm not worthy enough. I don't look good. I don't think I can do it. I cannot speak nice. You know, I don't have the good words. What do you have? What do you have? Is all you ever needed, The word of the Lord. That you speak into your circumstances. Word it says with your words, you create the world around you. Your season of insignificance is because you've been seeing and looking at <laughs> the resource that is available. But only Elijah knows, he does not look at the resource. He looks at the source. And that's why Elijah knows as long as my eyes are fixed on heaven, I don't care what people give me. I don't care the reports that come, but I know we will overcome. We will overcome in Jesus' name. A season of insignificance. The servant came back and he says, you know what? I do see this time. Seventh time is great. (laughs) Seventh time charm, right? (laughs) I come this time and I see God. I see this little bit. A small cloud, not a big cloud. In other words, the servant comes and tells him, you know what, Uh, I I don't think this cloud will uh, uh, provide for everybody in Israel. Maybe this cloud will fill our thirst and our hunger. So Elijah, let's plan to stay in Carmel, and this cloud will come right above us and it will shower God's blessings for us. That was not the plan. That was not the plan. Elijah says, it's about to rain. It's about to rain. You see the season of insignificance. Elijah had to turn that into a season of abundance for his servant to see. The third thing that I want to mention here as we look into this aspect here is the season of intimidation. Listen, our faith dies when the enemy convinces us to believe that the work of God is insignificant. Are you with me? Our faith dies when the enemy convinces, right? Just look into your circumstances right now and just understand, who are you allowing to speak into your life? Who are you in your inner circles? What are those voices that you are entertaining right now? Our faith dies when the enemy convinces us to believe that the work of God is insignificant. The work of God is insignificant. I don't think you can. And that leads to a season of intimidation. A season of intimidation. Oh, I was threatened by Jezebel. I was threatened to be killed here. I don't think I can make it. Those negative thoughts that come to your mind because of what has happened in the But here is something that we learn from the story of Elijah. That hey, if you are alive and beating still, Jezebel can't do anything with you. What God has blessed, no man can ever curse. If God has blessed your work, has blessed your faith, No no matter who stands against it. If what God has blessed, no man can ever curse. And that's the stories we see in the Old Testament. If God has blessed your marriage, I pray your marriage will thrive. God has blessed your families, your families will thrive. In the midst of a global pandemic, God says your families will thrive. Why? I have blessed my family. I have blessed my family. And that is the portion we see here. A season of insignificance can become a season of intimidation here. And Elijah had to battle it out. Elijah had to talk faith into that circumstances that I won't let these thoughts come and ruin me again. And that is why you see, you know, listen, is Joshua really trying to kill you? Do you know whose you are and who you are? You know, some of the thoughts that need to come into our mind, right? Do you really know whose you are and who you are? Brothers, families, whose are you? You're the apple of God's eye. The perfection of His creation. He created and says, subdue and rule. That is the promise that you and me, we carry. And he says, no, if I have blessed you, no man can ever curse you. Can I have the worship team behind me? If I have blessed you, no man can ever curse you. Listen, a lot of people, the moment we see intimidating challenges, what we do is we run away from the problems. If you run away from the problems, you're running away from your promise. Let that thought sink in. If you're running away from your problems, right? Some of us, we walk into, I'm I'm like, I want to do med school, pastor. We go to med school. First year is really hard. First year is really hard. Second year, becomes more crucial. We fail a bunch of classes. We're like, I can't do it. If you run, if that was God's promise in your life and you run away because just that was your problem in that season, what happens? You're running away from your promise. Just because of a season of problems that you see. How many can understand what I'm saying? If you run away from your problem, you're running away from your promise. And for Elijah in the sheesh and here to understand, if I let the enemy convince me to believe that the work of God is insignificant, my faith will die. But not Today. I won't allow my faith to die today. I'm going to work my way up. It may look insignificant, but I'm going to believe in the God who has already sent the word for a mighty reign. And this is the word that I want to declare in the name of Jesus. That I will not let the circumstances around me to derail the plans and purposes of God. I don't care who supports me. I don't care I have the bank balance or not. If God has called me, it doesn't matter. I will stay strong to the calling and I'll see God work through me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers, you are called to run with the horses. You don't see what is happening right now and you don't derail in the plans and purposes of God. I hear the sound of a mighty rain. I hear the sound of a mighty rain and I declare in the name of Jesus, Zion Church and everybody under my voice right now, I hear the sound of a mighty rain. Through your work, through your work, I want to prophesy. It may look dried up right now. It may look like a dead bone right now. But I'm going to prophesy into your circumstances. I hear the sound of a mighty rain. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That job that you would love and you were interviewing for, the sound of a mighty rain. The season of dryness that you've been going through, the sound of of a mighty rain that debt that you are thinking God how will I get out of it am I going to be in this debt forever I hear the sound of a mighty rain your business deal I hear the sound of a mighty rain can you all rise up in God's house I hear the sound of a mighty rain listen y'all listen listen It took almost seven times for the servant to go and come back. It took seven times for them to walk around the walls of Jericho to come down. It took seven times for Naaman to go and dip himself in Jordan for him to be healed. When God is asking us to do something, just do it. Because I believe in my spirit right now. I hear the sound of a mighty downpour in the name of Jesus. Every eye closed, looking to the Savior's face. Your season of dryness is coming to an end. I call the rain of abundance in the season of dryness that you are at right now and I believe in God who's working the supernatural this season. God of wonders, No distractions, every eye closed. God is moving in this space. He's touching some people right now. He's touching some individuals right now. I hear the sound of mighty rain. Holy Spirit is in this building right now. He's touching you. He's ministering. Some of you who are dealing with your past shame, your guilt. God says my, my rain is going to not just cover it but wash it and cleanse it. You're coming out of that. You're coming out of that. You're coming out of that. Some of you would say, I don't see nothing there. There, I see nothing there. Brother, your nothing is what God needs. And the moment you say, God, this is all I have. Just bless it. He says, I was waiting for you to give what you had into my hands. I'm going to bless it. I'm going to flash